0: This is a Wizard's Nightshirt Podcast, episode 38. (laughs) to the wizard's Nightshirt. this is episode 38 i'm scott and here with me are gravy boat arm
1: will i'm here
0: <laughs> and rocket arm rebecca hello at the wizard's Nightshirt, we're revisiting he-man masters of the universe and she-ra princes of power on the episode today we're reviewing she-ra season one episode 39 into the darkness
2: This is also our monthly lightning round episode. That means we'll be pulling out the stopwatch for a quick review of several episodes that happened between our main episodes. As always, you can check our episode guide on the website if you'd like to follow along. But let's hear more from Scott about this week's episode. so
1: professional how you said that.
2: (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) That's why y'all pay me the big bucks. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I get paid in uh, pistachios. I'm glad,
1: to, I'm glad to see those did not make an appearance this time. <laughs>
2: uh, pistachios are here. They're just not <laughs> with us. Okay?
1: Like that. This episode, the air
0: date was October 30th, 1985. And in this episode, uh, Hordak and She-Ra must work together to defeat the ruler of another dimension.
1: I thought this was an exciting one to pick because I don't think we've seen She-Ra have to work with any of the bad guys yet. I think we, I think we've seen He-Man have to work with uh, Skeletor and his crew sometimes, at least for temporary alliances, every now and then. But <clears throat> Hordak's kind of seemed like far removed from, from the Rebels for a while. It's kind of funny for him to have to do that. So obviously we had to pick that one to, to see what yeah,
2: happened. Yeah, I can see how on paper this would really be one you would want to watch. That sounded so catty. I don't, I don't even mean it that way. <laughs> I, I can see why this would, This looks like an interesting concept, yeah. Uh, the execution is, is, well, we'll get into it, but it was, it was a little... Um, I don't know. The fact that Hordak and She-Ra were together and Hordak does not know that She-Ra is Adora means that their um, dynamic was weird because it would have been more interesting, I think, if, if they would have had that backstory with them.
1: Yeah, it's almost like they have no history. I think if they wanted to make that concept work... I may have wanted to see Hordak be more curious about she because all yeah. he knows is that this lady started bothering him a year ago right. and is throwing everything up. <laughs> and you would think that while they're walking around or whatever, he'd he'd be like, where did you come from? Were you in one of the villages that I uh, sent Mug to? And did you throw pies at him and yeah, that sort of thing? Yeah, you don't
2: look like the villagers that we normally see without pants. have
0: <laughs> this whole outfit on. <laughs> what? It, I I don't I, yeah I I could see that it 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 seems almost like um the, the he would be curious but I for me I think it's his personality too I don't I don't think he would care about anybody does, <laughs> I mean you know like. Anybody's backstory or anything else? Oh, he can only think about
1: himself. I guess that's true.
0: And why why would he? You know, Mm -hmm. because he's such a great ruler.
1: Yeah, and you could sort of see that in the episode, too, how selfish and uh, self-absorbed he was. And they almost couldn't get anything done because they kept fighting. So one of the questions that I wanted to ask us today was, what makes a bad team member? When you were in school, or you're on sports teams, or you have to do anything at work, or you're an
0: adult at work. Yeah. Yes.
2: <laughs> what,
1: yes. What just What just makes you want to crawl inside yourself and die when you get paired with someone uh, on a project? What What do you not want to see from them? Is, is it an approach? It Is it an approach you don't like when you have to work on a project? Is it a personality type? Is it a specific person with a specific memory that you have?
0: I I feel like at work wise, I feel like somebody that that just learn something on something that you've been working on most of your life, <laughs> has an opinion about mm-hmm. it, and then makes that opinion very important. Mm-hmm. And you're like, that's not, that's not, that's not what we're, yeah.
1: Yeah, we're not speaking as equals here. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> My experience and, counts and, for and something. And that,
0: that one little thing might be important, but you have like this whole other thing going on here that you need to take care of. And that one little thing's not really gonna change anything.
1: And and then because of the rules and the social uh, mores of where you're working, and everything you cannot. You cannot be rude and be like, shut up, dummy. This is how you do it. <laughs> you have to be Idiot. like, "Like, well, that's one approach, or perhaps we should consider.
2: I feel we are also <sighs> li- living in an age of feedback where we are just assuming that oh, if, if someone has feedback, it's valuable. It's like, well, maybe not. Maybe they just have feedback, and then they should <laughs> shut up, Sharon. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> my,
1: my my life, my body is not a customer review wall. You're, <laughs> you're not entitled to give an opinion.
0: I, 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 I hate I, 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 I hate that when when like a person's in the room or, or is a work group or something like that and they just come up with some so something so random that you don't know how to answer it and then you look like the idiot oh, that's cuz you're cuz you, oh, you're man. the specialist
1: but they're like well, how do you make that bigger? And you're like, it's why? Like, this like, has no relevance in this. Why are you, you talking my brain about wouldn't even frame it that way. I wish we should just have a whole podcast about this. i am get so worked up. I don't know if we'll get to the episode. That's. I know exactly what you're talking about. Uh, That's a great point. You,
2: I, I like to imagine some listeners who are listening at work right now are just like banging their head against the desk They just came out of that
1: meeting. In agreement. they know where no, they're about to go to one in 30 minutes. You got the little Outlook reminder. It's like, oh, I'm going to die in 50 minutes. Thanks, Outlook. <laughs> I'm, I'm gonna offer I'm gonna offer one that's I think kind of in in keeping the same theme um Re- Rebecca's heard me complain about this before but I actually uh, had to put like a capital letters um title around what I call this character but it's somebody I call a bad shepherd and whenever there's an emergency or a crisis or even just a petty situation the person who's the first one to raise their hand and call themselves a leader usually is like the least qualified and the most obnoxious person there just because somebody's taking the initiative does not mean they should be the person driving the whole operation it reminds me of that Stephen King short story The Mist where the most jerky obnoxious people who they're stuck with in that grocery store of course are going wanna be in charge. But the biggest the biggest, most aggressive loudmouth does not make you a leader.
2: That is so true. In fact, the last time I was at the DMV, which by the way, I have to go there tomorrow. That's why it's on my mind. Happy birthday. (laughs) Right? What is with the state that we live in? They have your driver's license expire on your birthday. So you always have a bad birthday. Why? Why? Why do they do that? I don't know. It's okay. Instead of just having it expire on the anniversary of that day you went to the DMV. I don't understand. Whatever. Anyway, uh, but the last time I was there, I remember looking at everyone, because you get to see this wonderful, glorious cross-section of humanity at the DMV, and I remember thinking, like, if we had a zombie apocalypse right now, I would insist that the ladies working the counter at the DMV be in charge of the whole operation. Mm-hmm. They wouldn't, they, I'd be like, we would be in good hands then, but they wouldn't step up to that. I would have to nominate them. I'd be like, look, everybody, you know, Shirley over here, she's got it down, Y'all just listen to her.
1: Oh, because they have practice dealing with
2: oh, every yeah. type of person. And they would be in, uh, amazing. They would be amazing. You cannot ruffle them. You cannot wrinkle them. They are going to just sit there. And, Everybody's and, the
1: same to them. Yeah. They're thinking about the, the needs of the many.
2: So I'm just thinking that my role in the apocalypse is to not... Is to... Pinpoint a poor shepherd and step in and nominate. Make sure the, they don't get there. the correct shepherd before before yeah. that happens. So, so,
0: as a teammate, you'd want the lady that works the front desk. Absolutely, yes.
2: absolutely. And the thing is, oh my gosh, that is the best teammate. Is someone who will dependably follow through with a task.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Oh, all is ready, Master Hordak. That human being on Earth is worth their weight in like a gold. Seriously, they're making
1: your life easier rather than making problems for you. Yes.
2: This is Ram and this doesn't get old at all, and that's Get them! Now is our chance! Press the attack!
1: Kordak should have had a DMV lady with him. <laughs> or, <laughs> he uh, should She have. should have had a DMV lady <laughs> to help her get out of that dimension. She,
2: she should have. She was not going to get anywhere, nor was she going to get anywhere in this um, Fright Zone attack that we open on, mm-hmm. where Bo has orchestrated this idea to just launch an attack in the Fright <laughs> yeah, Zone. Yeah, is
1: orchestrated the right word?
2: <laughs> yeah. There was only
1: like three of them. wasn't so, it? Did they didn't even so, have anybody with yeah, so, them. Give us, give us the robot. Read, Who do we have on deck?
2: So we have on deck, we've got... This, um, uh, he's in the
1: character select screen. Bo is playing the video game. Bo, Who did he choose? He's
2: got Adora. He's got Glimmer, Frosta, Madam Raz, in broom and that's it <laughs> that is the whole team it's Kyle's
1: there right I, didn't see, I him. didn't see him. Maybe oh, no. he was. Okay, okay. maybe, maybe, he was, maybe but, I'm just confused.
2: But I did not see Cal, so you what know What was
1: Broom gonna do?
2: <laughs> Fly around. Oh, out. help
1: help Madame Raz get there. Okay. And I'm <laughs> getting weirded out by how much we're acting like Frost is just a part of the team. Like, where has she been? We haven't <laughs> seen you help the rebellion at all since episode one. Where have you been? Oh, she shows up for Castapel Spell dinner party, but she doesn't show up for any of the battles she's the first one in line at the buffet table, but you aren't gonna see her fighting any battles.
2: Well that for now.
1: <laughs> yeah, I guess for now. She was getting it. <laughs> she's like, I felt I felt too bad. I had uh I had too many, uh I had too many of those little tiny beanie weenies at the party. I gotta go fight now.
2: <laughs> she had just like clicked maybe on too many of, yeah. of Bo's Facebook invites and so now yeah, they, she has to say she's attending.
1: They paid for her to have a spot uh too many times. It's like, I got the little disposable camera in the gift bag, and I gotta go fight now. Just whose bright idea was it to lead a direct attack on the Fright Zone anyway? <laughs> Yours? It's the last thing they'd expect, you said. You'd have to be crazy to try something like
2: this, you said. <laughs> yeah, so I, I don't know why they thought that was a good idea, but it is a base where... Hordak and Catra and Shadow Weaver and Scorpia and a bunch of Horde Troopers are all <laughs> are all stored up there. So not a great team. Um, that's, that's quite a large fortification yeah, uh, there. Yeah,
1: also, I mean, we don't have to spend forever talking about the logistics of this attack. But, I mean, it's just on its face is a horrible idea. I mean, just the... The front that they're fighting on, like if this were like a strategy game or something, they have an elevation advantage. They have sightline advantages. They have technology advantages. I mean, they're just. What was he thinking? I mean, he's just attacking a castle wall with swords. I mean. And a bow. Yeah, I guess so.
2: And music.
1: Yeah, this is starting to be irresponsible, is my <laughs> point. <laughs> uh-huh.
2: Bo, it was. It was, a it was a mess. It was a mess. It was a mess. It
1: was a pretty big mess.
0: But maybe he thought he was so good at bow, he could just handle everybody.
1: Uh, he is overconfident. Did Was I making this up, or did you feel like the voices were a little high at the beginning of this one? Did you notice that?
2: I don't know. I
1: wonder if they like sped them up to get through the scene quicker or something. I felt like everybody's pitch of their voice was super high. It was I, it was. It was
0: weird in general, um, but yeah, I don't know. Maybe, maybe there's just heel, a lot of helium around there.
1: <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay there's a lot of uh, mining going on and they just always yeah they're hitting healing. a lot of ga- gaseous holes well i've had just about as much of this as i can
2: take yes yeah, so we're also meanwhile having a little uh, power struggle between catra and shadow weaver on the opposing side and um exactly what is the nature of this struggle it has to do with
1: uh, Hordak, Hordak is ready to uh, send a uh, attack to finish them off. And so Katra and Shadow Weaver are arguing about the manner in which they will do it. Uh, Shadow Weaver wants to use her new spe- spell that she has um, uh, figured out. And Katra wants to use her big laser called the Dark Blaster. Yeah, Dark and Blaster looks awesome. Yes, it's like a huge like telescope cannon thing she has to sit in to, to aim.
2: My spell. Okay, yeah, and then so they wind up just doing both of them at the same time. Blast.
0: I, yes. Oh, okay, be, before that, I just want to say, Bo gets hit and he's oh, yeah. stunned. Now, the question is if you're at war, why is he getting stunned?
1: Yeah, I thought I, I thought it was fun, funny too. Did, <laughs> does, does he just want him for slaves? Is that the thing? That must Probably be it. So. That must be it. Yeah. That was funny. And then, uh, Adora, Bo would be the
2: most annoying slave. <laughs> he would not want be, him working. Yeah. He would bring down morale for everyone who is already a slave. They'd be like, he's singing and he won't stop singing that terrible song. How did he get that lute?
1: He'd also be bragging. He's like, I did the most work today.
2: <laughs> <laughs> he would be the worst.
1: It was funny because Adora was kind of relieved when he got shot. She's like, finally, I can turn into she and oh, nobody hey. will notice.
2: This gives me
0: the chance I've been looking for. To do
1: this. So that's when she um does like a, a flip about... 12 stories in the air and flips into the tower where Hordak and Katra uh, and Shadow Weaver are hanging out. And um, first Katra uh, shoots her with the dark blaster and she's getting filled up with energy. And then uh, Shadow Weaver gets mad. She's like, no, we got to use my spell. And then she shoots her with magic. And then Hordak gets mad, and says not both of them. And then Hordak and Shira disappear to set up the premise of our episode.
2: Yes, they uh, go through an interdimensional void or a dimensional void. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. This is
1: the dark one, and I've devised several tests to keep you from leaving my house. I have several board games, like the Great Escape.
0: Mm -hmm. (laughs) And then they go to another dimension, rip a hole in space, Mm -hmm. space time, dimensional stuff.
2: Yeah, you know, like you do. Then there's
0: some. Psychotropic Rainbow thing Happening <laughs> And they enter A geometric world Again Right Wait, What would you call that Like this fantasy Kind of art world
1: yeah, Anytime they go To another dimension but Like the hallmark Of another dimension Is you have to have Roads to nowhere You have yeah. to have Lots of roads That just go up In the sky And, and stuff And
2: like Psychedelic graphics You mm-hmm. know Because it's also A mind trip
1: Yeah they, they always Look like the Beatles cartoon When they go When they go over there <laughs> And so when they land, they both turn into drills so that they can um, go deep into the earth.
2: Oh, right. Yeah, they have to have a, a battle of who's the better drill.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I did notice in this episode, he turns into
1: a lot of things. He
2: does! <laughs> He's just bebopping around, transforming into thing and thing and thing and thing again.
1: Um, I was I was thinking about this in one of the um, uh, lightning round episodes that we had. Um, he transforms into a lot of stuff, and so does Imp. Are they... From the same people, or is it just ha- they both happen to be transformers?
2: <laughs> I don't know.
1: I I thought he was. I I thought it
0: might be this from the same. Are they people. related somehow? I mean, yeah. I don't know. if They're related.
1: Well, like if this was in the monstrous manual for Dungeons and Dragons, like imp would be like horde kin. They call them kin or something mm. like a oh, like a, the same branch or something like that.
0: Yeah, maybe. I I, I don't know if he, he's not a young version though. I I, imp, I don't I, think I don't, so. Yeah, I don't think so either. I, yeah, because. What's his name? The the prince of Ward Prime. Yeah,
1: he's he's of that same. I gotta believe they're all kind of from the same area, and 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 just it... we need some genealogy.
2: Yeah. Now to pick up where we left off. You've gotta be joking.
1: So anyway, when they land, they have their first fight. To, they start tussling a little bit, or he wants to fight, and or uh, and she was like, really? We gotta get out of here, right? Yeah. yeah so and then. Giant
2: the oh. giant worm with tentacles. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah, it's like a sucker thing. Yeah, I was calling it a maggot.
0: I was thinking more like a leech with uh, centipede arms yeah it was
1: gross yeah <laughs> it, it, it eats you up real good Shira uh gives us a. Uh, uh, did they did they try to give like a new vocabulary word every time you think like we heard he-man talking about a fulcrum last time and this <laughs> one she said stalactite and those stalactites might just
2: be the key to putting you behind bars for a while
1: i wonder if they're allowed to do that like one time an episode
2: <laughs> i don't know i think she just wanted to say stalactite i was so
1: proud of her for for saying stalact the the right one. I, it was one of those weird things that you remember from your old social studies book where I remember about the stalactites it's, and stalagmites. I'm so, so into the difference it's social, between
2: those. your social studies book, that's a, that's, it wasn't in your science book? Um, like, I don't know. I grew up I'm among, not sure. I grew up among cave people <laughs> in Southwest Georgia. in those very big, big divide between the stalactites and the stalagmatites. We
1: learned which molds were okay to eat and stalagmites and stalactites and the tunnel we must never go down. Okay? That was right. part of our curriculum.
2: Right. <laughs> and which cousins can see in the dark? <laughs> and which cousins are blinded by the light? And which
1: cousins we can see in the dark. <laughs> yes. They glow in the dark. Right. And the cousins we must never go find. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and the reason they ate the wrong mold. And the reason we must never go topside.
2: So this explains you eating that spider pretty well, I think. I
1: was just talking to Scott this week about how we have to eat bugs on the show at some point. No,
2: we don't. What? But,
1: <laughs> we'll talk more about this later. No, <laughs> tabled. But, the but, it, the issue was is tabled. By he brought it up on air, so it's, it's happened. Tentatively <laughs> approved and tabled.
2: By whose? By decree, Robert's rules? By whose authority? The Bug King. <laughs> <laughs> that is not happening. That's There's, the craziest thing I ever heard.
0: There has to be some kind of episode that would be useful.
1: I'm it. sure Beast Man's eating some bugs at Y'all some point. Y'all can eat
2: bugs all you want to, but I'm not going to.
1: Rebecca will eat bugs and not know it. She'll get a handful of pistachios. That
2: means you'd have to cook something, and that ain't never gonna happen.
1: So <laughs> you just order them cooked. They're yeah. already cooked.
2: Yeah. Where do you order your food from? What is happening? What is happening in this, in this <laughs> podcast? <laughs>
0: Uh, who dares at
1: Show yourself. so and after it. they fight the tentacle worm we get to see the big bad guy this episode that's going to force them to have to work together uh this uh monster shows up and i feel like he looks familiar to us He <laughs> very familiar <laughs>
2: He looks like a lot of things.
1: The thing that showed up, it was Dragoon <laughs> okay, from, yeah. from the from he the episode. He was larger. He
0: was larger.
1: Yeah, you remember? He was like he was well, like he Dragoon's like the, kid the, or Dragoon's dad. The sun bleached skull kid yeah, and the he muscle. They said that. he looked like the Dio cover, and you said he didn't remember that guy.
2: Oh, okay, it's right. It's this thing. Yeah, except he was maroon, wasn't he? And this guy's purple. <laughs> I can't
1: believe that distinction. <laughs> the dark like, one. they're totally different.
2: Well, <laughs> it was good enough for the
1: animators.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
0: okay. It's like, do you want to? Job on She-Ra. <laughs> I'm sure they just reuse the same
2: poipol, same
0: the same uh, cell and everything. Make him You're probably right.
2: Yeah, I did have him. The description of a standard jack winged dinosaur tour yeah. gargoyle. Maybe
1: you're also so used to seeing the recycle stuff, you're like, yeah, whatever.
2: <laughs> <laughs> right? Yeah. Well, I mean, it, the
1: other one was in He-Man, so it was, yeah. It's not like
0: it's not like the kid. It's not like kids will remember that.
1: I like to imagine that they that in their heads they thought they were recording a completely different audience like all oh, the boys got their show now all the girls are watching mm-hmm. this one they won't remember anything and they like purple <laughs> you're right <laughs> they'll like the cowhead demon
2: girls do like purple <laughs> when we were little we had a pretend club we used to make clubs like you know you would just be like part of a club mm-hmm. and you would like oh this is our club seems this like you is had a lot club of dues that we had.
1: a lot of club dues
2: well, I guess our club's never got that far, but anyway, our most long-standing first club and last meeting <laughs> of in the session. of the pink and purple cupcake club
1: is I, that what it was? That was
2: just what it was called. It had that's just what it was called. Did you
1: have? You please tell do. me it was so sad that it didn't even have cupcakes Of course at it
2: didn't. This is my childhood we're talking about. When did I have cupcakes? Never.
1: Did you have fake cupcakes? No. Mud pies? Yeah. It
2: least, was just like admiration for pink and purple oh, okay, and cupcakes right. of a theoretical nature. <laughs> was it
0: just you and the
1: stuffed animals? It was me and was my it... sister. Okay. And right.
2: probably the stuffed animals. And what was
1: the itinerary for a meeting? You just sort of lined up all the purple things you had?
2: No. You just—you were just a member. It's kind of like—it's like being in Mensa. It's just like you're a member of the Pink and Purple Cupcake Club, and and therefore, yes, it's just like it. And therefore, you are accorded the rights and privileges thereof, or like one of those fake honor societies that they try to trick your parents into buying a book of (laughs) when you're in high school, and then later in college when it's even sadder, (laughs) like that thing.
1: So the president of the Purple and Pink Cupcake Club is a dark one. We
2: also had a club called the Black Horde. That was our bad club. That was me and my cousin and my sister.
1: And what did y'all We do?
2: met on a rock in in my best friend's backyard and we just discussed being the Black Horde and what we were going to do. where right did you on.
1: even get that name from?
2: Probably Shira, honestly. Okay. All right. Honestly, but we didn't know, but it was my cousin's idea, so. Okay. I,
1: That's very Lord of the Rings-ish. I know. Was your cousin a girl?
2: No, it was my my cousin Spencer, okay. my, my boy cousin, my bad boy cousin.
1: Was he a redhead?
2: No. no. Okay
0: just making sure
2: the rules are simple if you find the way out you can leave if not then you will remain here forever as my slaves
0: slaves who do you think
2: you're talking to no but anyway so yeah so uh the dark one is purple and that is pretty i guess
0: so he he tells them that he has a Quest
2: for them is that right?
1: Yeah, he he was gonna make them a deal. He's big into all these tests. He loves being a quest giver, and he told them that he's gonna make a deal with them. It not really much of a deal. It's just like if you can find your way out of this world, you can go. But if you can't, <laughs> you have to be my slave. And so uh, to get out, they have to find a door and the key to the door. And um, Hordak, in response to this, he starts justifying why he enslaves some of the people he conquers to Sheerah. Because she was saying like like that sounds familiar, doesn't it, Hordak or something? And he's like, But that's totally different. And uh <laughs> right. and I was surprised to hear that he even had in had some uh, had had a code at all that he was justifying it to himself was interesting to me and perhaps inconsistent with other maybe. things we have seen.
2: Yeah, maybe. I'm sure they didn't think about it that hard. No,
1: I don't think they thought about it at all.
2: But I do like the idea that, you know, Hordak does think that there is some reason or some good behind enslaving these bummers in Ethereum. Maybe.
1: I guess just because he thinks that he should do whatever it takes for him to be in power because that would be best for everybody, I guess. Classic bad guy stuff.
2: Oh, yeah. We're trapped here, and it's all your fault. My fault?
1: Lookie is really trying to be (laughs) sane.
2: Well, of course. Okay, so they're in the dark dimension, a dimension between time and space. And of course, Lookie is there. Mm-hmm. How lucky in the how is Lookie in the dark dimension? Of course he is. I was <laughs> so irritated. That's his
0: home. He could have just been in the he could have been in the part where they were falling through that colorful thing. They could have. I would made have been a good place in for that. him. Yeah,
2: that would have been. He'd have
0: been like upside down, and be like,
2: look at me. I am not at all surprised that Lookie is in the dark dimension with the dark one. He could have
1: showed him how to get out. How did he get there?
2: I don't know, because he lives there. Because he is of the darkness. He hides
0: in the shadows. The dark one doesn't even see him.
2: Because he has (laughs) a dark heart. He's the worst. I hate (laughs) (laughs) Lucky.
1: So She-Ra and Hordak have a temporary truce because they need to do that to get out of there. Uh, although Hordak resolves to double-cross her later like any good guy. Uh, Of
2: course, and he says it out loud, so we know <laughs> for sure that he's definitely going to do that. So that's good. Also, to announce your intentions like that to yourself, where everyone can hear you. Um, this was interesting because, quite honestly, you've got a a man and a woman who are stuck together. They don't like each other, and now they're going to have to do a task together. This is like a textbook rom-com setup.
1: Yeah. So
2: it's a little weird. It was a weird. Oh, yeah, they
1: could have started to have a little.
2: Yeah. I mean, you know, they had a little banter.
1: They're both powerful.
2: The next yeah. thing you know, Kate Hudson's going to have to lose that guy in 10 days or whatever. And, you know, what is going to happen? And she's
1: kind of got the, um like, 50s moxie she kind does. of thing. I could see that working.
2: I know, but it's weird, except because he doesn't know that that's Adora.
1: Well, that's what I was going to talk about. Like, I don't know that we have to go in great detail about, you know, any of the several next test that they have to go through and work together on. But I was a little disappointed that through all these tests, they're working together consisted of Hordak having to learn that she way was the right way. But I thought it'd be really interesting if she had learned anything from him.
2: I know! That's what I kind of kept hoping for, too. Um so as you just mentioned yeah they go through several trials and each time it is like very childish mm-hmm. how um hordak reacts like impulsively and selfishly and he has to see that what she wants to do is the right thing and honestly this show has just done such an incredible job of of uh actually showing a little nuance to i mean i mean you know to situations in a, for a children's cartoon And I was a little surprised by that. Honestly, I was a little disappointed because I thought that that would have been great. I was kind of looking for that moment, too.
1: And even if she wasn't completely on board with him, I wanted to see that at least his way worked in some circumstances. Like maybe they needed some cunning to trick somebody to get through. Like maybe there was a giant or something, and he had to tell the giant a lie or a half lie or something to get past him. I just wanted to see his way work, even if she didn't go along with I, it.
0: I, I think they wanted heavy-handed, though, to show that his ways
1: wouldn't work. Because I'm he's such a bad sure. Guy. You're probably right. Yeah. Um... <clears throat>
0: I understand. I understand. It would be neat to see that, like, the the interaction and she actually learned something from him. But learning to cunningly lie <laughs> <laughs> is probably not the best moral lesson for a kid's show. Mm-hmm. But, I don't know, interesting I, story. I
2: mean, I feel they could have even done, like, something where Hordak's way worked and then she had to accept the consequences that, like he had cheated to get ahead, and so she had to accept the consequences of doing something right or the slow way or the long way, mm-hmm. and like he would get punished in the end. Blah blah blah. I don't know. It was. A, it, we need to see him being
1: capable somehow at least.
2: Yeah, he was just kind of like a, a like a blundering fool in this dimension. <laughs> uh, uh, oh, a second yeah, so let's just briefly touch on some of these trials. Yeah, good because, idea. I mean, you know, like there, do there's no... They, they go through several little encounters, but they're not worth I, going through.
0: I did enjoy, enjoy the first one with the, the, the guy with the waterfall coming out of his mouth. I thought I thought you would like that one. Yeah, it's that's, <laughs> that's ama- amazing, amazing, nice little stuff. And then Hordak tries to bust the door open, and then She-Ra says, no, you can't do that, and he gets shot from the other eye. <laughs> and she shoves a rock in the one eye, and the door
1: opens... At one point, you're in that exchange. He tells her something like, "I'm like, I don't know right from
2: wrong." <laughs> <laughs> and that's why I feel sorry for you. <laughs> okay, um, I did like that. That was a that was a neat uh, figure. The drawbridge, mm-hmm. um, the cave drawbridge mouth face thing.
1: Um, another one was a little monkey creature that could turn invisible. And he appeared and told them he would tell them the way out if they would go up high and get some berries for him. I, I, I could t- and um, Hordak's like, let's just make him tell us. And, right, and... let's
2: just torture him quickly. <laughs> you know? <laughs> and, like, literally all Hordak had to do was just reach an extendo arm up and, like, pick some berries off a tree. Yeah, I
0: don't get it. She, she said that she couldn't, like, throw
1: her sword at it. All she did was, like, go up and do the same thing. Like She just wanted him to do it. yeah, yeah. yeah. You're, you're right though yeah she could have she did not need him for this I wanted her to need him for this story I think that's where it was lacking if we we're gonna give it a punch up this is that and I'm a real brat in act three
2: what is that oh the poor deer's stuck
1: oh the poor deer's stuck give me a break
2: we? yeah yeah so they get through all the tests it's like help a creature test of mercy blah 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 oh
1: yeah so the last one that was important test was the test of mercy that she saw some little in my mind i'm seeing it as like a baby deer type creature and she saves it even though they're stuck and don't know how to get out and then uh dragoon or the dark one appears and he was and he was like no one in a thousand years has passed the test of mercy
2: and it's like really
1: that's what i thought
2: I mean, it wasn't even hard to help the little thing.
1: What what kind of what, what
0: kind of people are going to the dark dimension though? So I mean, <laughs> yeah, it's Lucky, like, for Lucky for one. Never, Yeah, exactly. <laughs>
1: at- he just ate all the berries and left.
2: Like Lookie sat here and giggled at him <laughs> and then said, Did you see me?
1: And half my world's on fire.
2: <laughs> and now Lucky's my slave. <laughs> Um, And then so he gives him jewels to get out, but then of course Hordak takes both of the jewels, and then and this was
1: this was another. Te- I'm starting to not believe that the Dark One really had all these tests. He was seeing through. I think he's just observing things and calling them a test. Yeah, <laughs>
2: stuff <that> just happens. <laughs> in, like that was also a test. That was
1: also a test, and you've been selfish and you failed that test.
2: <laughs> that was a test of whether you knew how to change a tire. <laughs> was a test of whether you remember the interstate exits
1: you don't have to have a test for people to be your friend dark one
2: <laughs> does he know he that?
1: just wants a friend
2: <laughs> he does oh
1: you passed the test you could be my friend It, it has, so just
2: a friendship
1: <laughs> it has been decided which of
2: these board games would you like to play the most choose wisely muggle <laughs>
1: yeah what, what does the dark one play as what a, board a disappointment
2: game? <laughs> risk he would like risk i
1: say grape escape
0: I, I feel like it would be a game that needs all the pieces and there's pieces missing mousetrap
2: He has a mousetrap game and he can't play it and it takes too long to set it up And he doesn't have any friends
0: and the piece is missing and the piece so are missing. so you could never finish the game.
2: Yeah
0: Yeah, like, we just gotta keep playing <laughs> Did
2: Anyone in America in the 80s ever play a game of mousetrap my memory of mousetrap is that you got it on Christmas and And then, like, you set it up, and then you just boinged around with all the little, like, machines on it. And then you didn't play it.
0: I remember playing it once or twice, but yeah, I mostly just did, I set it up just to hit the thing.
2: Yeah, just to hit the thing and then you remembered that your cousin got a nintendo for christmas and then you go look at that because <laughs> that's better
1: well I, I, a friend of mine had the grape escape which i think was uh, very similar to that and i used to always want to play it because i saw the commercial all the time and every time i bring it up he'd go oh no it's <laughs> so complicated it's so complicated that just trust me you don't want to play that what
0: i don't what is that it's actually, like I mousetrap I, it's a lot of contraptions it's a
1: setup game <laughs>
2: it's mousetrap for grapes yeah <laughs> 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 Great. That's the way you do it When you play the greatest game Shira! That's mine No, it has been decided What? A force field You may go, she But the other must stay As my slave
1: so the Dark One says it has been decided that Hordak will stay as a slave, but, but She-Ra is so noble, she says nobody should be a slave, and either uh, both, of them, both of them go, or nobody's going, and she's going to uh, stand up to the Dark One. And wouldn't you know it, it's like his fifth test. That was also a test, or...
2: <laughs> oh, he And he is just, like, gassing her up big time. Like, he's <laughs> just like, what a wonderful woman. Like, you
1: know. <laughs> no one has ever withstood such an attack.
2: What manner of woman is this? In your dimension, what is your phone number?
0: <laughs> <laughs> sure. Could I call you on this phone <laughs> so we can play mousetrap?
1: <laughs> uh,
2: and then so, like, they go. They just zap right back to where they were.
1: Now, before they had the little um, ending sequence where they returned to Hordak's base, I was already thinking, I understand that Shira is like a symbol of honor, and we can't have her doing something a little... Morally gray, but I would think that a lot of these people who are being enslaved would have a real problem with her saving Hordak and taking him back with her. I mean, you could argue somebody would rise up to take his place, and it won't matter. But you know, that's that's kind of a morally gray decision to take him back too, in a way. I mean,
0: what what a, you, you have to look though, if you think about if you think about him, and he's kind of like a what's the word?
1: like a like F-
0: a like a fool. It's not he's, he's not foolish, but he yeah. yeah, but he's kind of like you know not and and you look at the other people like Shadow Weaver and stuff like that, she looks she's pretty dark. Oh, so the next person <laughs> in the lines worse. It's yeah, be worse yeah, than yeah, Hordak. Yeah. So you're yeah. like, yeah, I'll leave Hordak there cuz he I can control him or like I can I I know I can he's win. A, he's
1: yeah, he's a known into- Okay, I'm sold. I'm satisfied. Right. If Scott were Shera, I would trust
2: her, him. That's <laughs> Scott funny. Boy, Scott. Scott. Boy. <laughs> <laughs>
1: <Doo-doo-doo-doo-doo-doo-doo>.
2: <laughs> Scott <Boy. laughs>
1: Only three others know my hot sauces. <laughs>
0: Sriracha, Tabasco. I
2: was like, they're all wearing red. Mommy, gown. hot stuff.
1: <laughs>
2: <laughs>
1: That's Madame Raz. <laughs> so when they come back. Uh, Catra says something to them about how it's only been like a couple of minutes to them. So time had passed differently, which was a fun little, fun little detail. And um, Hordak tells them to, tells his people to stop attacking the rebels because he doesn't want to be in debt to Shira. And Shira says something about even he has his own kind of honor. And if we've won him over, then we've one day, then maybe we'll win the greatest battle of all or something to that effect. I'm no, paraphrasing.
2: Yeah. Tralala, yeah. Tra la it was, it was yes. Something to that effect. Yes, yes, yes.
1: So now back to tyranny, though. We've restored <laughs> status quo, Shira. Good job.
2: Everything is great. And then, and then, we end the episode with a bonkers lesson <laughs> oh, from wookiee Yeah,
1: this was the real treasure of this now, episode.
2: We watched this the same time because we usually don't like whatever. We happen to watch this this one episode at the same time. And you can attest, I like guffawed like when when looky came on the screen and he was like, "I want to talk to you about a very big problem." And I'm like, "What can this?"
1: He game? said, "We're not playing our game today."
2: Yeah, we're not playing our usual game. Which what game? The game where we hate ourselves. He just he
1: just didn't say, "Look at me." That's <laughs> yeah. all. He, did. he just didn't say that.
2: So he goes, "I want to talk to you about a very big problem: drugs." Instead of playing our
0: usual game, I'd like to talk to you about a very
1: <laughs> drugs are
0: not a turn on they're, they're a turn, a turn off. off
2: and i was like laughing so hard it was so weird like
1: whose uncle police officer wrote these lines for him and it see, seemed very out of character also I don't know, was and, dare back
2: then no oh. that didn't happen in the 90s and see right we've been talking but we've talked before like when we did the he-man a friend in need episode you know how Really, in the 80s, they just they just talked like there was a drug pusher on every corner, in every street in America, and they're just trying to sell you drugs, like, 24-7. Lookie clearly bought into that propaganda, too. I beg you, don't try them. Say no to drugs. Say yes to a life free from drugs. It's just also not at all relevant to the episode. I mean, it
1: was kind of trippy when they were going through the dimension, but... Other than that, no, the story didn't have anything to do with it.
2: That little monkey thing wanted berries. Yeah, which were kinda, that's pretty which close. Kind of like drugs. So,
1: looky, I I know you're trying all kinds of dramatic stuff to get us on board with you, but <laughs> we're still not still not there, buddy. Still not there. Okay, so we're gonna do the ratings now. Did this episode pass our test, Rebecca? Mm-hmm. Score.
2: I'm a, I'm gonna go I'm gonna go. You know, I really wanted to like it, and I just wasn't crazy about it. I'm gonna say 3.8 Tests of Mercy.
1: Okay, 3.8 Tests of Mercy. Out of
2: five, I wanted to like it, and I just couldn't.
1: 3.8 is more than fair, I think.
2: Well, thank you. I try to be more than fair. <laughs> uh,
1: I I um was thinking I was gonna give it a better score until we talked about it, <laughs> and then that, and now I don't I don't That's think so it was funny. that that great. I, I'm gonna say um. 3.4. I got excited because it was a, uh, a J-, J. Michael Straczynski episode, and I usually like all all his stuff from this era. But, um, yeah, them being removed, I didn't get to see Hordak do anything uh, capable. And it, fe- it was one of those episodes that felt kind of lonely uh, because it was off in another dimension or whatever. So, yeah, uh, 3.4 Tests of Mercy. Scott, are you going to be more merciful than us? <laughs> no, I'm not.
0: I, I, I guess I realized that two and a half was uh was was uh was in the middle. Uh-huh. And I've been rating stuff really high?
1: Yeah, me too. I've been thinking about well, like, Yeah, I thought I thought I was going to start getting meaner too.
0: Yeah. Um so I'm going to be I'm going to go
1: uh, uh 2.9. 2.9. Tough fair. Tough but yeah. fair. Threes. Tough but yeah. fair. Yeah. Did you know we haven't um given anything like the a 2 rating since like um the uh He-Man Drugs episode? <laughs>
2: That one definitely deserved it. Yeah, we
1: also gave uh, uh, the dial mug episode a lower one, which I was surprised about. I guess it was a bad episode, but he was awesome. Yeah,
0: yeah the episode wasn't that great. Yeah, but, yeah, it was it was great. A- All
1: right, it's time for our lightning rounds again. This is our fourth lightning round. Ooh. So we're watching these episodes. You don't have to. This is just so you can keep up. We're covering... All the episodes that we don't cover during our uh, main episode review just so we can see every episode of He-Man and She-Ra and so the rules for this is that each of us gets one minute to talk about an episode that we watched and we're gonna catch up on like um, eight or nine of these real quick Uh, it's a super high stress super tense review round and sometimes it makes sense and sometimes it doesn't but we don't we aren't missing a thing by doing this it's fun for everybody
2: that's right okay fun in the sun even <laughs> actually in one of my lightning round episodes it is fun in the sun oh
1: okay there's an eclipse another vacation <laughs> yeah, no. okay so i think i'm going first this time that's right. and i'm starting with uh, a he-man episode this is season one episode 42 of he-man and it's called the double-edged sword rebecca do you have the stopwatch ready yes
2: okay you ready i am ready go
1: The whole planet runs on a rock called Eternium, and the power supply is almost out, but a boy named Chad finds some while practicing to be a soldier and blasting some rocks. He said he wants to fight Skeletor's Warriors. Uh, Chad's grandpa has a cool voice and a good look. He says Teela and Adam will come to get the rock, and Chad is excited to meet Teela. They're ambushed by Trapjaw and Merman. Luckily, the grandpa, who uses a futuristic wheelchair called a jet chair, hints at a military background and blasts the bad guy's plane, but he won't shoot Merman's monster or any living thing. Tila and He-Man are fine with it, though. He-Man ties up the tentacles and asks Tila to put her finger there so he can make a bow. Trapjaw gets powerful by eating some Eternium, but is beaten. The boy's pet Bisbee, which is like a bumblebee furry thing, eats some Eternium and gets sick. While He-Man and sorceress help Bisbee, Grandpa tells Chad that he fought in the Orc War and was injured and swore never to use a laser gun again and fighting is very serious. He-Man returns with a healed Bisbee and tells Cory to think carefully about whether he still wants to be a soldier, but if he does, he'll put in a good word with the guard.
2: Oh, that was very good. Did you rehearse that?
1: No, but I wrote wrote it down a little better because it was so dense, and I enjoyed this one quite a lot. Okay,
2: so so you, you call it good. That was your, your minutes up. Yeah, so. I'm, I'm
1: gonna give it uh, four orc war battles. It was really good.
2: Okay, well, so that sounds good. They're usually more fun to talk about when they're bad ones. So I'm glad that was a that was a pleasant one. Yeah,
1: it was cool. The uh, grandpa looked sort of like a. Flash Gordon-type character. It was really cool. We didn't ask that. <laughs> That's volunteered. That's volunteered. <laughs>
0: what what color was the tentacle monster?
1: Oh, Lord. I think it was green because it was Merman's. <clears throat> oh, it was Merman's? Yeah, okay. he has Beastman powers over so it came out sea out of the creatures. Yeah. So who has the next one?
2: Me! All right. So we are at He-Man Season 1, Episode 43, The Mystery of Many Faces. Oh,
1: so this is a new character. This is, a this new is the, one of our new toys we hadn't seen yet. Yes, this
2: is a Paul Dini episode. Tell me when.
1: And when. So
2: Will was so jealous that I was doing this one. He's like, you get to see a new toy. It was not good, Will, okay? Aww. Listen, so it starts Cringer and Orko are fighting about being staffed at a party for Marlena. And man E Faces agreed to be the entertainment. They literally said, we have a surprise. It's man E Faces. Here's this man. Here, Orko, he's a surprise for you. <laughs> he is a monster, a robot, a man. His face flips around. That sounds or, incredible. Or he could be anything. man and Adam says he's quiet actor, thanks to Tila and He-Man. But once we flash back, he was a monster terrorizing those widgets. You remember the dwarves, Squinch yeah. and his buxom and blonde girlfriend, they were back, I love them. Manny Faces with underwear and thigh-high boots, a cute look for the stage. And um, while that was happening, Zor had to come wake up Prince Adam like an alarm clock at his window, like a mom. And they all go help the widgets. Manny Faces get zapped by Skeletor. Skeletor's trying to get him as collector to recruit him. And he's just really like misunderstood. And then um, finally he's like, help me, when Skeletor tries to recruit him. And Sorcerer says, stranger, be a monster no more. So they whoop Skeletor. He was a bully because he was bullied. And now he's an actor.
1: That sounds like a great episode.
2: Um
1: <laughs> <laughs> We got the Alarm
2: Clock Many Faces
1: is awesome.
2: 3.9 faces okay. out of out of 5. It okay. was all right. It was all right. I, I I feel that Paul Dini felt like he was doing oh, a, a new toy episode. Okay but i did like seeing the widgets again and i like that
1: many faces can be in rotation now that's fun i like also that we've reached that point in the show now we're gonna start seeing but
2: when they said we have a surprise for you it's like orgo (laughs) got a present and it was a toy that the children (laughs) can buy (laughs) that's funny all right all
0: right scott what do you have i have he-man episode 44 the region of ice okay okay ready go uh, it opens on a, the whole royal court enjoying a ski trip. Uh, and there, all of a sudden, a snowstorm kicks up, and everyone starts disappearing one by one. Who knew? Man-at-arms had a lightsaber. <laughs> so everyone is sucked down into the snow except for Orko. Orko finds everyone encased in ice um, by a Viking. Uh, Orko pretends to be He-Man, fools yeah. the Viking that and, and is holding everyone hostage. Then he learns uh, um, that so he, as, after he tricks him the viking tells him that skeletor has taken his daughter and that's why he had a he had to take the whole royal court um uh, orko convinces that he should he should let prince adam go he let prince adam go they go to skeletor's lair to free the princess uh trapjaw and beastman are there uh there's a good fight between trapjaw and uh he-man and he makes a bite a thing and throws him over the snake <laughs> snake 10 seconds um, then they save the princess They take her back to the thing, the Viking uh, releases the royal family, and the royal family make you promise that you should... The moral is you should keep a promise if you... Okay. uh, Blah, 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 blah. Um, (laughs) 2.8, ice spiders. Okay. All right. Well, ice spiders are cool, but... Okay. Yeah, that's, that, that's how they got in. Case there's a huge spider that okay. spit out
1: ice. Well, a good episode for a lightning round, <laughs> right? One that
2: you're not sorry that, uh, or we're not sorry that we missed. Yeah, well,
1: we learned about not, it. We observed. We absorbed no. all this information. Thanks for biting the bullet for us.
2: Yes. Right. Okay. Moving on. Okay, so I,
1: I am watching He Man season one episode forty-five. Orko's missing magic.
2: Oh, Lord. Okay. Zoop. Here we go.
1: Okay. Uh, Orko's practicing some magic in his room, but some creature interfered in the spell. It's called a Gronk, and it absorbs Orko's power and disappears with the rock. Orko figures this out when he's given a presentation to the king and queen. He loses his magic. A man-in-arms makes a joke, and it hurts his feelings. He goes crying to his room, and uh, they go try to console him, and then uh, they go to the sorceress to figure out what happened to his power, and sorceress opens one of those temporary dimensions that they'll get trapped in forever. Forever, but they'll risk it to go get Orko's magic. They go there and there's like a two-headed man there named Tick Tock and he tells them that some um, magic wizard it has the Gronk and he's using his power and they go there and he has what he calls like uh, magical robots which I don't think really exist and they fight the magical robots and they get the Gronk back and Tick Tock helps them beat the wizard and uh, they finally get back and um, Orko makes some presents for the king and queen and he uh, the king insists he make one for Man-at-Arms and of course he makes a cup of water that falls on a Man-at-Arms' head on accident.
2: <laughs> <laughs> okay. Time.
1: Uh, Orko says you don't have to be a clown for people to like you. Uh, it was pretty good but... Um,
0: uh, is, is it is it, heavy, is it weighted heavy Because it's an Oracle episode Is that the problem
2: <laughs> Well we can't trust you on this yeah. No it was weighted heavy
1: Because the wizard Looked like the Hamburglar With four arms <laughs> oh, That's awesome Oh, <laughs> oh well uh, So you look like a jailbird Yeah mm. uh, 3.9 magic robots Alright Rebecca Excellent. What do you got
2: he-Man, Season 1, Episode 46, Eternal Darkness.
1: And do it.
2: Okay, so Adam is having a nightmare where he can't become He-Man. It's very, very harrowing, and it's the doing of Dark Dream, who appears to everyone in the castle, including Randor, and in, in all their dreams. And Man-at-Arms bolts out of his bed, and he goes, You're under arrest. Like, they're all having these terrible nightmares. That's fun. So Dark Dream has been sealed in this dark cave, and he challenges Evil-In to plunge Eternia into darkness so he can get out. It's some wheel of time stuff going on because mm-hmm. someone's been breaking the seal in his chamber with explosives. So Evelyn has this dude Tavor with her. They're gonna go to the moon somehow, use magic to move the moon to cause an eclipse. Timely. So that happens, Tavor Dark Dream gets out, and the moon is actually now hurtling towards Eternia, because Tavor is a bumbler, and so that was terrible. And then now at the same time, Zor and Stratos go to get the bot go to get to the bottom of things, which was a good pairing, slash ship. So, He Man mm. fixes the moon with explosives to knock it back into orbit. Sun comes out, it's all okay. Tila says, Nightmares aren't real, and it's okay. Everybody has bad dreams. All right, perfect. So, actually, and you know what? I actually, um, this was by someone named Misty Stewart, and I don't know if I remember her name a lot I on don't there. Either. But um, I said 4.1, um, and there was just a lot of drama and char- good character stuff in it. So, this was a pretty fun one. Yeah, so good it was, pairing.
0: was was Was, uh, it was Nightmare before on Elm Street out? Yeah, it, it must and, have been
2: right. It must have been. Right? I, would say
0: I was just uh, when you said all that stuff, it just
1: made me think yeah, of uh, yeah. Anything yeah.
2: with dreams is going to make you think.
1: Azor uh, and australia was a good pair. That's fun. they were a good I like pair.
2: I know. I thought Zor they'd be. They'd be yeah, they'd be. Okay. A, they got a lot in common.
1: Flying
2: right. <laughs> mostly.
1: <laughs> Don't pigeonhole me. <laughs> Don't. I said pigeonhole. <laughs> 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 all right,
0: Scott. What do you got? I got He-Man, episode 47, Keeper of the Ancient Ruins. Ooh, and keep them. Okay, so Man-at-Arms <laughs> and a professor in uh, ancient ruins in the desert. Uh, Man-at-Arms makes a food capsule thing. He puts some stuff in and sand and elements in the air uh, and trash and he, he eats it. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's, a pro t- it's a food maker. Oh, I see. Yeah, so it pulls the stuff from the air. Uh, They find a book in the wall. It is the book of Ancient Eternia. Thousand-year-old robots come out to attack them. Teela hears this and tries to go help them. Prince Adam and Cringer hop in the the Wind Raider. Uh, Crazy Storm Wind Raider crashes. Teela's out cold. He-Man appears and saves her, and she doesn't even, like, think about Prince Adam, but whatever. Another time to tell Tila. Uh, <laughs> Trapjaw sees, it, sees the Wind Raider go down on his magic radar. And he, go, he, goes to, he goes to capture them because he thinks it'd be good for Skeletor. He-Man asks the sorcerers to help. Uh, she sends his crazy, um, like eagle bird, to, to uh, revive Tila. He-Man sh- uh, shoves the storm under the desert. Uh, Man in arms fixes uh, the broken robot. They they stop trap jaw. The robot sheds a tear and. <laughs> oh, <boy>. uh, <laughs> They are welcome back anytime. Yeah. Um, moral is knowledge is
1: power. Okay. okay, that was a lot. That was a lot of museum information. I like the robot shitting a tear. Was, I just uh, I like, I like 3. that. 3.6 tear. robot tears. Okay.
2: Well,
1: that was worth it for the robot tear. 20 seconds, so we get the robot tear. Wait, you
2: just like to make robots cry.
1: <laughs> was like, I, was I, <laughs> that much over? Was <laughs> that? We were captivated by the robot why, tears Why? Time.
2: Why was I programmed to feel pain? <laughs> yeah. Uh. Okay, are you ready? What do you got yeah, for this us? Is,
1: I got another Orco one. This wasn't even on purpose.
2: This was definitely, on purpose. <laughs> definitely no, on purpose. I just set these
1: all up so Rebecca will get the Manny Faces episode. That's all. So this just happened by what.
2: No. I had an Orco episode too, by the way.
1: Okay, he's just he's a big deal.
2: Apparently.
1: Okay, okay. um, I am ready for Orco. Oh uh,
2: wait, what episode is yours? Oh, sorry.
1: Back up. Um I'm doing uh season one episode 48 return of evil he-man and go Mm -hmm. okay so uh there's a thunderstorm and orko says he's coming and runs to his room we learned that uh there's this uh, creature named Aramesh from Tralla who's after Orko. He is an Electroid, a robot of pure energy, and he's made of gold. Um, he looks like a superhero with a cape and a robot head, and when he appears, he says, he's come for the secret thing, and the icon has it. He keeps calling Orko the icon. Skeletor has been spying, and Skeletor says that, he says, I won't get it from that uh, floating bag of wind. Talking about Orko, which was pretty funny. Um, the robot captures Orko, and, um, they uh, transform into He-Man or He-Man transforms into He-Man. Oh my lord there was a bunch of <laughs> bunch of stuff. Uh, uh, Skeletor wants to get the secret thing. We find out that the secret thing is this sphere that opens other dimensions. They um, trick the Electroid into going through the uh, dimension eventually at the end um, and um, he, uh, and Orko gets knighted by um, King Randor. He calls, he calls oh, him a knight okay. of the realm. <laughs>
2: oh, okay, <laughs> you're
1: done. 3.4 Sor- Sir o- Orcos. And I expect everyone to refer to him Sir as Sir Orcos. Orko from now on. Well,
2: that is a good piece of information there. Okay. I thank you for watching that so we know about Sir or- Orko. Uh, okay,
1: the, the superhero robot was very strange. It was super weird.
2: That sounds like it.
1: Um, I don't like when they start saying that the robots are magical. You can't have that both ways. It's either uh, it's true. a robot or a, or magical.
2: Yeah, it's either magic or horde science. Yeah.
1: Come and that's why, that's why you can fight Superman with magic.
2: So we're moving to She-Ra's now, and I've got Season 1, Episode 30, Play it again, Bo.
1: <laughs> no. <laughs> okay, and strike up the band.
2: Okay, runaway cart has Adora transforming into She-Ra immediately. It was being pushed by an old man named Fred, a southern dandy with an L.L. Bean gardening shirt and goggles <laughs> over a hat. Okay, so Bo sings the song at this point, because he's got his lute. It's called Just We Two, and he's strumming his lute, which in, like creates a fully sequenced MIDI beat, so that's a thing. It's just like a whole <laughs> thing. Turns out this Frit dude is a former lover of Madame Raz, Whoa. and there's a backstory, and then um, so Catra is zooming in here to destroy this pitiful monument to freedom that Frit made out of salvaged bottles he got out of the trash, and this really impresses the Twigget, the Twiggets, this monument. Of so, meanwhile, Adora and Cal are mounting a rescue of Frit's blue horse called True Blue. Um, Raz and Frit make up because she ran out on him when she joined the rebellion, what? and then so she casts a spell to help them, and then She shows up and whoops everybody, and then Raz turns the monument into indestructible crystal. 3.0 Encores out of 5. Play it Money. again, Bo. And now they have a love song. Well did Bo
1: play anything?
2: He did play it. He had a song and it was called Just We Two and he sang with a deep flat baritone.
1: Did it sound better than his other episode?
2: <laughs> yes, but the first two words of the song were razzle dazzle.
1: Okay. Well, I like I think that's I think that's a funny, <laughs> funny idea though.
2: <laughs> it was a funny idea. Madam Raz, she, she has a man. That's it's,
1: hilarious. It's all good. Okay.
2: This was a good episode for me to have.
1: Okay, good. <laughs> all right.
2: <laughs> Y'all would not have wanted to watch that. <laughs>
1: Scott, <laughs> what are you doing?
0: Uh, She-Ra, episode 31, uh, The Reluctant Wizard. Okay, and don't be reluctant. Okay, it opens up Madame Raz is in hot pursuit from a horde trooper, and then he gets shot by, shot down by a tree, which we learn is a powerful wizard inside. <laughs> um, thinks he could be a great ally to the Rebellion, so She-Ra er, um, goes to Light Hope to find out what he is and if he can help and blah, blah, blah. The Horde Trooper that lost Madame Raz gets, uh, goes back to Hordak, tells him, and then Hordak blows him up. (laughs) Um, After telling Shadow Weaver and Hordak about the crazy tree, they decide that they're also gonna go and seek out the wizard. So She-Ra and company finds a wizard inside the tree and uh, he's upset at his his appearance because someone told him he was ugly once. (laughs) (laughs)
1: <laughs> right, he, got 10
0: he sent out the tree and blah 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 they fight um, they offer the wizard uh, blah 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 and the rebellion and he says he will think about it um, so he doesn't end up joining them which is ridiculous <laughs> okay. uh, yeah. it was uh,
1: 2.3 wizard limbs oh my goodness <laughs> they got all invested for him to think about it Yeah. somebody insulted uh... him
0: yeah and lookies is if you can't say something nice don't say anything at all. <laughs>
1: no problem, Lucky. <Lookie>. No problem.
2: <laughs> all right. You're okay. going to hit us with a she Yeah,
1: I got uh, season one, episode 32. Um, friends are where you find find them and i'm looking at my notes and can't even read them but let's see what happens okay shira is flying in space with swift wind i didn't know she could do that and she sees a spaceship being chased by some horde spaceships and she says let's give them a lesson in space manners and uh she um (laughs) helps the escape pod get down and it's a bratty little prince and his name is joel and he has a robo friend that was uh injured he calls it his robo friend and then um Mo tries to introduce him to the other kids, but he won't let them play with his robo-friends. And friends don't ask to use your robo-friend. Hordak wants to... uh, They cut to Hordak, and his first thing he says is, Did you get the robo-friend? And uh, Imp uh, goes and puts a little controller on the robo-friend, so it turns on them, and Joel learns that um, uh, robots are only your friends because you program them, but people are friends because they want to be your Ah. friends. And uh, he starts doing better. Oh, oh, Imp turned... Imp said, I'll turn into a... Bibble and it turns to an apple. Bibbles are apples. We figured oh, out. Isn't that interesting?
2: Oh, I needed to and know. And Fordak
1: was really nice to Imp, and he said he's the only person he trusts. Negative yeah. four bibbles. Four bibbles. Was I'm it when she, when she was in space? Did she have the helmet on? No, she did what? not.
2: That's all. Awesome. That is a total inconsistency <laughs> from she... episode
1: whatever it was she just, and, she just took a risk and said I bet I can breathe without that helmet and then it yeah, she it was worked.
2: okay she was holding her <laughs> yeah. breath all she got good lungs it
1: looked like the best airbrush t-shirt you've ever seen
2: uh, that sounds awesome that yeah. sounds like a fun episode it honestly. was pretty
1: good yeah. the robo friend was hilarious sorry I
2: missed it Sorry, miss that one.
1: All right. Uh,
2: what we should have done is had you have this last one.
1: <laughs> okay, a talent for It's called Trouble. A Talent for travel
2: season 1 episode 33. Oh lord, it's an Orco crossover. Tell me I'm
1: so excited to hear about Sir Orco. Go.
2: We start with Orko helping sorceress spring clean Castle Grayskull because she says magic can be an untidy business. So he used magic near a magic door and that makes him go into a theory by accident and he runs right into Raz and Broom and then they're properly captured by Mantana, who we got to hear say, stop that Broom because Broom (laughs) ran away, flew away. So, we get to see She-Ra call Sorceress on her sword phone to tell cool. her that Orko's now in the Fright Zone, captured. It's and Sorceress sends phone. He-Man. So meanwhile, Shadow Weaver and Hordak are trying to figure out what Orko is. And they've got a brain scanner computer that will only say that Orko's brain is weird, very weird. Oh, that's awesome. And it breaks it. So then they decide to send Orko to or- Horde Prime. So He-Man and She-Ra mount to rescue. They go and they whoop everybody to stop him from sending Hordak away. Hordak during the confrontation is riding a giant praying mantis, and it's awesome. Mm-hmm. He-Man gets hucked into space by Shira to stop Orko's rocket, while Shira whoops everybody again. So He-Man punches the rocket down and sends Orko back. And then Orko sees Shira, tells her she's beautiful, and she kisses him on the mouth, which brings <laughs> my score from 4.5 to 4.2 <laughs>
1: mantises. All arrowed down on your notes,
2: <laughs> mantises. Because Wait minute, who's why? Who's kissing
1: who? Shira's because kissing kissing Orko. Shira
2: kissed Orko. Oh. Orko's like, "You are beautiful," he's and she's a- like, "Thanks." <laughs> and she kisses him on where his mouth would be. He's beneath a knight his- of
1: the realm. <laughs> he is a
2: he is a floating boy.
1: No, no, he's she, a powerful wizard. She could she,
2: she kiss him on his mouth? That's creepy. It's, the,
1: it's, it's his bandana. So, anyway, uh, that they sounds all... like a great one.
2: Actually, it was really, it was pretty the pre- fun. Praying
1: Mantis. I think I've seen the Mantis. The, pre- the Mantis, box Mantis art for that. was
2: really rad. How I cool. really liked the Mantis. Cool. And of course, we like to see He Man and She working together.
1: Okay. Well, uh, that concludes our lightning round. And uh, we got to uh, see a new character. Orco's been crowned a Knight of the Rim. <laughs> uh, Scott tells about <laughs> Tears. This was a pretty, pretty good one. Um, and it's kind of neat, Bo's too. Bo's got
2: a hot new track dropping.
1: <laughs> That's true. Um, starting like in a week or two we're going to be entering uh like season two of the show so we're going to start to see some things freshen up and get some new characters and stuff so that that was fun okay good job everybody and that's our
0: show for today thanks for listening next week we'll be reviewing season one Episode 39, He-Man, Trouble in Arcadia. It'll be our first full review of our season two episode.
2: If you'd like to follow along with the show, you can find our episode guide at theWizardsNightshirt.com.
0: If you have any questions or comments for us to discuss, you can email us at rumors at the wizardsnightshirt.com.
1: You can also follow us on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram, and subscribe to the show on iTunes.
0: We want to thank you for listening and please remember, fire is a turn on.
2: It's tonight, it, tonight, and all night And the gods had me fixed in their glorious sight When you're fighting, be fightful Never dare to be primal For one day is the last day You'll face down the horde One day, you'll no more
1: Me?
0: Why should I? Why don't we just
2: make him tell us? That's why. You scared him.